Good afternoon, everyone. This is Sunday, the 28th of May, and this is the Mystery Group Discussion. I'm Ann Parsons, and we are discussing Murphy's Law by Reese Bowen, which is the first in her Molly Murphy series. And as I usually do, I want to know, did you like the book? Why or why not? Okay, I'll start if I may, because I didn't think I would be here. Uh, I wasn't going to be here, respectfully. I just said, this is my month. I'm not going to be here. I read, I'm going to read other books. And Joni convinced me on Thursday night to read it and get come. And I'm grateful that she did, because it's... Uh, you know, I thought it was going to be 20 hours, and I read 31 hours, nearly died, but the, the first book was just seven. I love the book it, for what it was. It was an adventure. It, it shows Molly's resourcefulness and how she survived. Uh, and then ultimately, uh, the author's pointing fingers at various people who could have committed the murder of O'Malley. And... Uh, I thought on the whole it was a very pleasant read, and I think this is good like a, to begin the summer. We don't have to be so serious about our mysteries or any of our books as sometimes we get. This was I really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to reading the other books in the series. Well, I'll go next and, and, and give a little bit of a, a, a counter uh, opinion. I, I thought it was okay. Uh, I, I really liked Reese Bowen's, uh, her Evans books. Uh, I can't remember. Evan Evans? Is that his name? I, I really like those, and I, I just didn't think this, these were as good. And I don't know if it's because it's the first in the series and she just hadn't hit her stride yet or, or, or what, but uh, I, I, I don't know a lot A lot of the stuff. Uh, I, I, I think I would have maybe liked it better if it had been more modern times. I didn't realize it was going to be you know right at the turn of the 20th century. But I mean, you know, that's a good enough time because she had, you know, immigrants coming in, so that that was interesting. But uh, I don't know. It just it seemed like there was a lot of of uh, uh, stuff that that uh, like stupid things that Molly did during the stuff, and I can't name any of them. And you know, obviously, you know, she's she's not a de- trained detective and stuff, so uh, I guess you have to expect some of that. But it just just some of it just just seemed a little bit. Uh, uh, it just didn't grab me as much. So, you know, that's that's my two cents, and, you know, that's about how much it's worth. So thanks. Well, <clears throat> I said that I loved the, the uh, first book. Um, I read three of them. I'm reading the fourth. Um, I, I love this book, uh, Murphy's Law, because um, she was... I think, as Bob said, she's a very resourceful person. Um, Here she came over here uh, with two little ones, um, knowing nothing about the care of little children except for having taken care of her siblings, um, coming to a strange country not knowing very much about anything, being very innocent, very naive, having been pretty sheltered in Ireland, and coming to all places, New York City. But she caught on quickly. She was 
um, a very bright girl. Uh, one of the things, though, that can happen in a series um, is that an event can be repeated. Now, I started book four, and one of the events that was in either book one or book two was the same story. Um, and she got herself out of that scrape. Actually, she solved the problem. But um, maybe I shouldn't be reading four books in a row in a series like this because you see that authors kind of go back and uh, use the same events more than once, and that's their prerogative. But I enjoyed it. I loved Molly. I loved the kids. Um, I, I liked all the characters, and even her problems with Dan Sullivan. Oh, I'm ready to kill both of them for that. I mean, he, he wants her, but he, he'd rather be with this other girl, and she doesn't know what to do. And, um, but what I like about this series so far is that she handles different situations, things that were happening in the 1900s, uh, early 1900s. Um, and I won't go into the other books, but um, she, uh, I, I, I like Reese Bowden's writing, and I think that we read something in here before a Reese Bowden book, but I don't remember what it was. Well, probably the book before was one of the Evans above. Either Evan help us or have Evan above. Because she had another mystery series with a constable, Evan Evans. And I read all of those first. Uh, I think this was an okay book. I didn't quite click with the characters as fast as I should have, or could have maybe. But, and I didn't, I really don't like the poverty that was probably fairly epidemic in, or seems to be fairly epidemic in those times. Uh, and I didn't really think that, oh, the narrator did an Irish accent very well. It finally started nails on a blackboard, and I had trouble with that. But I might try and read one of the later books and see if I do any better. Well, I, I just want to say one other thing real quick. I did really like the Molly Murphy character. I, I like a strong female character, and, and she was definitely that, and she spoke her mind, and, and I really liked that about her. I think what I had a problem with was the fact that she kept hiding, I mean, which she should do, hiding that she had killed that guy over in England. And then eventually, after hiding it and hiding it and hiding it, I, I think she finally tells Sullivan, or whatever his name is, the police officer, the truth. And I, I don't think they ever say anything about how they left that murder, you know, the, the killing over in England. Uh, 
or in Ireland, how they left that. It's kind of like she hit it, she hit it, she hit it, she finally totally got about it, and then they just kind of dropped it. So uh, that kind of bothered me. But uh, anyway, uh, and I think kind of like Marshall, I think those of us that read the Evans books really liked those didn't, didn't, weren't as impressed with these. But, yeah, I, I'm speculating. Well, I really liked this book. I found it entertaining, and I enjoyed the, the characters. I don't know about the, the killing of the, uh, the Lord's son over in Ireland. I think what he decided probably was that she had been justified in killing him, um, she did it out of self-defense, and he figured, you know, uh, what nobody doesn't know doesn't, you know, doesn't hurt them, or something. Um, I think he just chose to, um, you know, let it go, because, you know, maybe he thought it through and figured that she had done it out of self-defense, and and uh, you know, wasn't he wasn't. Uh, going to press charges or get her deported or anything because she was doing all this good work and, and stuff so no I think that's probably what happened um, I don't remember if they said in the book I really don't and uh, so but I enjoyed this I you know it wasn't the greatest mystery I've ever read but I did I liked the characters I liked the way she portrayed the poverty of, of the uh, tenements in New York City because um, it was the way it was. I mean, that, w that was the way it was. And here these people come from Europe and they think that they're, you know, it's, uh, it's heaven, it's golden streets, it's, you know, er everything you could possibly want, and yet it's horrendous poverty. And that's pretty much the way it is today. I mean, if you are an immigrant and you come in and you don't have a job and you don't have a profession and, you know, you have to start at the very basic bottom row and, and if you have the, if you have the grit, you can, you can certainly make it. Um, you know, I could tell you a story about a former student of mine, but I won't take up the, 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 the time on the, on the, you know, you know, uh, I won't take up your time doing that right now, but uh, he's something else. He's become very successful. Anywho, that's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. Well, I really enjoyed the book, too. In fact, I like Joni. I've read all four of them at this point. Joni, I do want to know what you think was a duplicate in the fourth book from the first or second, because I can't think what it is right now, but I'd like to refresh my memory when we get a chance. Um, one of the things that I particularly liked about this was I don't think I've ever read anything about the experience of coming into America through Ellis Island before. And I found that really kind of moving and interesting, um, especially things like sort of the way that they treated the people that were at Ellis Island when the governor, I mean, the mayor and all of the bigwigs came and into the, in and did what they did. And that, that was just fascinating to me. And that was really kind of like a, just a, a bit of a foretaste of some of the way that really incredible poverty that 
people had at that time. I know that um, I've read Angela's Ashes, and I can't remember the name of the second book uh, that that same guy wrote, but and that was a bit later when he came here. But some of the experiences that they had were so bitterly miserable that it is pretty. It's pretty interesting. Um, I really like Reese Bowen in general. I think she has a really nice wit, and she's she has a really light touch without being really silly. And I'm ready to read more of these books. I definitely will go on to the next book. I just haven't had a chance yet to get download another book, but I'm definitely wanting to read more. And oh, one other thing. If I'm not mistaken, the person that she told that she had murdered somebody in England was not the policeman. It was the guy that she was, um, that was the one who did the murder. Whoa, wait a minute. Oh, uh, wait a minute. You lost me there. Would it be O'Malley or Billy, you mean, the singer? She she told uh that she that she had killed somebody in Europe. I can certainly understand why she wouldn't tell people. I mean, Sullivan was at the beginning less than friendly. He was ready to jump all over her. He would have sent her back, and she was worried about the kids. Remember, um, and she lived at, at Kathleen O'Connor and all this stuff. And then, oh yeah, by the way, I I, I killed a guy because he tried to rape me. Aha, uh-huh. you know, yeah. Later, I think it was clear that he liked her, and also it wasn't worth all this. He'd have to go back and telegraph Scotland Yard and go and try to dig it up and to send her back. He wasn't going to do it. Uh, it really captured, having majored a little in history, it was very accurate about the poverty in New York. We were we in America were a salad bowl, not a melting pot. We were not. Hell's Kitchen, she said, well, what's that? That's where the Irish live. Good luck. You know, and we had Harlem and you, you had the Italian area. And the Irish, everybody hated the Irish at that time. You know, you had signs, Irish keep out and uh, mix keep out and all kinds of stuff. So that was really accurate, I thought. Um, but uh, I, I'm, uh, I know she told Sullivan, I think, at the end. But uh, I, I don't know that she told Billy about it because um, he's, he's terrible. And O'Malley knew about it or guessed it. You know, from the, uh, uh, he talked to Seamus, the little boy, and he gave him a lead, and then he said, she'll be my woman when I land in America. And then O'Malley conveniently was murdered. And uh, so there you go. McCormick, um, Alderman, typical of Tammany Hall politician, crooked as a day is long. And that was just New York and Chicago politics and probably L.A. as well. You know, but certainly New York and Chicago led the country. Um, you know, I think maybe she confided in Michael Larkin, who was the boy that always helped her on the ship, and he was always there when she needed him to take care of the kids or do things for her because um, he was younger, but he was savvy. He um, and she, she had to speak with somebody, and I think that he's the one that she confided in about the killing. And, uh, um, uh, Deb, I think that 
the pocketbook uh, incident when in the first book somebody's purse gets stolen and it gets put on the top shelf uh, in the supermarket and she goes back and she finds it there. Molly goes back and finds it there. And the same thing in book four. And uh, she, they don't know what to do and then she goes out and gets a policeman and um, kind of uh, was very similar, if not the same thing, as in book one. Marshall, what's your problem with the poverty? Did you not believe that there was so much rampant poverty in New York and there's probably more today than, no, it's probably about equal. It's um, New York City is a very expensive, expensive place to live. And there are so many poor, poor, poor people that still live in tenements, have to share, um, you know, maybe have just two rooms for a family of seven or eight or something like that. It's a, it's a reality that has not left us. I just didn't like it because I'd just gotten off the phone with my cousin who was complaining about another relative that um, is having problems. And I just, you know, maybe I'm trying to put my head in the sand or something. But I just didn't, I, I knew it was accurate. I just didn't like it. Um, I can't put it any better than that. And I know it's still here. It's still here in Salt Lake, too. We're having to build a bunch of homeless shelters um, because the one they've got now has turned into a drug market. And I know it's still here, and I can't solve it, and it's frustrating and sad. Well, that it is. It's the same here in Rochester. Um, you know, as I say, my, my former student who came from Somalia uh, as a 12-year-old boy, something like that, went to high school. I met him at that time. He was living over, I think they've torn it down since, thank God. But there was, uh, they used to call it the projects over on Mount Hope Avenue, and they were just awful. I mean, the apartments were just dirty, and they were, and the landlords never made any repairs, and the roof leaked, and the, you know, I mean, it was just really, really bad. And, you know, um, he has, he has pulled himself up out of that. He, he got married. He has four sons now. He has his own house and his own business. He's running a daycare business. You can believe it. He, um, <laughs> uh, he's blind, you know, as because I was teaching him, you know, jaws and whatever back in the day. Uh, but he he runs, uh, he does all the books and everything all like that. His wife is sighted, so she takes care of the kids in the daycare, and um, you know, and and they're successful. It's an amazing. 
American dream story. So it does work. It really does. But uh, you have to really work at it and be prepared to to work. But the poverty is, was and is a reality, unfortunately. Um, but I liked all of the characters, and I was going to ask you guys which characters you liked best. Um, I liked Molly. I liked her pluck. I liked the fact that she took the opportunity when she got it, and uh, she ran with it, and, um, you know, she did the best she could for the kids and everything else. So I, I really admired her. I thought, I thought the author did a good job of portraying her character. Okay, a couple of things. Joni, I think you're right about Michael. And I totally agree with Marshall. I hate poverty. Absolutely for everyone. I want everybody to be wealthy and happy and prosperous and free. We all want that, but it's it's reality, um, I'm sorry to say. And we all have relatives struggling, and we say, oh, I wish I could help them more than I can't, can't and am able to. Um but, uh, yeah, Michael was, was very important in the book in that regard. And she also tried to get him out of jail and kept bringing, coming in with evidence to Sullivan um, uh, to get him to get him sprung, to get him out. I thought that Billy would continue. I wanted to ask you guys about this as a series, but thank God he was shot by an Irish patriot or whatever. But um, why? listen, if uh, Alan went, if I tried to drown Alan, and um, maybe I was disguised as a blind man or something. Um, I'm sure Ellen would file a police report. Of course, you could argue it's New York. You know, nobody's going to get this Billy Brady. But he wasn't as important as McCormick. So I, I thought they gave up on that. Very Oh, we can't do anything. And I said, oh, is he going to go on in every book? You know, an evil guy, evil presence. And I don't know if he appears in later. He can't. He was killed. But uh, how do you guys feel about that? It's, if we get to reality here, when they say there's no evidence, we can't do anything. It's uh, your word against his. Oh my gosh, they almost killed her. The police rescued her. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 and that's back to the other point I was making. Do, do, do they revisit her? I mean, let's face it. She killed a man that was from the wealthy class over in Ireland. It wouldn't take a rocket science to figure out who did it. She's using her real name again over in the States. So she wouldn't really be that hard to track down. And do, do they revisit her, that opening crime in the later books and stuff? Because they, sure they sure didn't revisit it here. They just kind of dropped it. And that, and that kind of goes along with what you just said, Bob, I think. But uh, I don't mean to you know, beat a dead horse, but uh, that's just my opinion. It's it. If Tammany Hall was as bad as I've heard it was, uh, it could very easily be that murderers would slip under the rug or be a, have the rug lifted up and shoved underneath it because they were really nasty characters. Um, not maybe quite as bad as the gangsters in Chicago, but very close. They really had a lot of power. New York is still full of corruption. I mean, it seems like every place is full of corruption. Um, Tammany Hall was terrible. But now remember, this was 1900, 1901. Um, the book that I'm reading now, the third book is, uh, the fourth book, rather, is 1902. And 
communications between Ireland and England and the, and America, the U.S., um, a lot of things probably happened that never got reported uh, because of the lack of of timely communications. Yes, they had some people had phones, but um, not that many. And overseas calls were probably at that point. I don't know if they were possible. Maybe they were. Uh, but I think that um, probably a person could get away with a lot more than um, than they can now. What with the uh, social media and stuff, um, a person can be found very, very quickly. Um, what with Twitter, Facebook, and and the social media people uh, knowing immediately what's happening, and. Um, she was, was so afraid that they'd send her back. Um, and um, I think she was right in killing him. He tried to rape her. I think uh, that's the key. He Remember, he tried to rape her, and she shoved him back, and he fell and hit his head. So technically, yeah, she killed him, but it was in self-defense. But she said, the British hung you first, if, and then they had the trial. You know, they wanted, they hung nine Irishmen earlier for beating up what, a tax collector or whatever it was. And then, and Billy betrayed them. Remember, that's why they shot Billy. It was a great betrayal. Uh, but maybe the reason Billy, the, the policeman said, no evidence, we can't do anything, is Billy would have hired thugs to kill her. She, she, I don't care where she went, unless she really got away to the far west. He would, she would have been dead. So she, maybe he felt, look, leave well enough alone and I'll pass it out through the Irish mafia or whatever and they get, they'll get him. Oh, I, 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 I don't have any problem with her killing the guy. Yeah, she was, she was totally justified in doing that. I'm, I'm just, I'm just kind of surprised they, uh, they just kind of let the issue drop. And, uh, I understand all that about communications and stuff, but, uh, they seem to be communicating all that story about the, the, the Irish aid or whatever it was that, that, that underpin this story and you know and and the background on that so uh, I, I don't know uh, uh, that, that just that seemed kind of inconsistent well and the the story about Ireland does come up later I won't say anymore well I think that Molly would have had zero chance against an English lord whose son she'd killed whether it was intentional or accidental. In fact, I suspect if she'd been English and poor, she wouldn't have had any more chance. Um, and I don't think they had any communications other than telegraph, and I'm not even sure about that, and sh- via ship. So basically, it was either, you know, sending out a message in few words or putting a letter on a ship and sending it off and waiting two or three weeks for to get a reply. No, I think he did telegraphy because he would get information from England, you know, and I checked with Scotland Yard and I, okay, I will check on the background of McCormick uh, and so forth. And they found out that he went to what uh, Dublin University or 
she may have read that. I think she read that in the uh, his study. But I think he did uh, use the telegraph to get some information. But still, communication is very slow. Not just slow, but, you know, telegraph is pretty slow way to, to transmit data. So there's not a whole lot of data that can go back and forth on it, even if it's busy all the time. So it's, you know, it's kind of like there's not very much of a pipeline there between the two places. In the third book, she deals with sweatshops. And, um, of course, I read the uh, Triangle Factory Fire. There was a book about that. And I've read a lot about sweatshops. And uh, it was fascinating what these poor girls had to go through. It was just, just unbelievably bad. And it wasn't much better by 1915, because I have a feeling that about a large percentage of the people that went down on the Titanic were in steerage, which was the poorest class. I don't even think they would let them up to the boat deck for a while. You're absolutely right. The steerage people were locked in. They couldn't get out, and that was the way it goes. And this poor um, Molly thought, oh, we'll live in a good cabin eat food, you know, every day, pheasant under glass, and it says, no, you're going to the steerage, which is awful. ECB or politics, I, I think we better leave that where, where it lies. But uh, any other comments on this particular book? Um, questions, comments, anything? Well, I think I'm just going to go on reading. Um, I may... I may get away from the fourth book because I have thousands of books that I want to read, but I just might stay with it. It's only nine hours, and I can read it. And it, it, what I like about these books is that they read so fast and that I, I just stay with them. I really, really enjoyed them. Okay, well... Uh... This week, June will be busting out all over. Uh, what are we reading for June, folks? Um, I've been, unfortunately, this past month, I have been afflicted with moon madness again. And so um, I've been reading Elizabeth Moon because I went back and I read the books before, the, the new books that just came down on Bard. So I didn't read a whole lot of mysteries that I thought were good. So um, what's your pleasure, folks? Whatever your pleasure. I want to give a vote. I just discovered Bard Express, and I'm having a great time with it. Thank you. Yeah, isn't it great? I like Bard Express, too. In fact, it's it's kind of addicting, if you really must know. Anyway, um all right, any suggestions, anybody? I noticed there's a new Jeffrey Deaver Lincoln Rhyme book out called The Burial Hour, I think. I love them. I'm always up for Jeffrey Deaver. Now, yes, you're right, and I did read that, and it is excellent. Um, so if you want to read The Burial Hour, we can certainly do that. Um, I didn't suggest it because it's right in the... You know, because it's the uh, the ending book of a series. Well, I mean, it's the next in a series, or the newest in a series. 
Um, but a lot of us are familiar with Jeffrey Deaver anyway, so and have probably read all of the Jeffrey Deaver stuff. So um, I wouldn't mind doing uh, the burial hour for June. Uh, that sounds great. Um, I may have to go back and, and reread at least the beginning so I, I know what's going on. But um, I, I remember reading it. Yeah, I read it back in the beginning of May, and I did enjoy it. So um, that's up to you guys. What would you like to do? I vote for the burial hour on June 25th because I'm currently reading it too. So, And, and it's a little different too because it seems like it introduces a, a, a new... Uh, some new characters for uh, in the Italian branch of uh, uh, the police investigation field. So, uh, I'm not too far into it, but it, it's going to be good. I vote for it too, and I do too. But <laughs> give us a DB number. That's the easiest way I find things. It's fine with me too. Super. All right. So June 25th. Yeah, that would figure the fourth. Yeah, the fourth is Pentecost. So yeah. The 4th, the 11th, the 18th, and the 25th. Yeah. Good. Uh, Alan, have you got a number? I think he's looking furiously here. Furiously is right, and it's uh, DB87484. That's it. Uh, uh, Reading hour uh, time, 14 hours, 12 minutes. Read by Eduardo Ballerini, which is kind of interesting because it's like one of those Italian forestry guys has a name similar to that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so that's it. 87484. He reads a lot of the commercial audiobooks. Um, he's read a lot of James, James Patterson. Um, where else have I seen him? I can't think of uh, probably some other Jeffrey Deaver, too. He's an excellent reader. I've heard about the commercial on Audible and such. So that's great. Okay, I'm turning the recording off. But you guys could have the room forever. But happy Memorial Day to everybody.